man welcome welcome thank welcome you, thank you uh first episode tap in yeah we got chef nelson german yeah super honor brother man, I, man it's been a long time coming my man i'm really appreciative for you being on the show thank you thank you i'm honored to be here man and um and as well, allowing us into your beautiful establishment, Sober Mesa. Thank you. I know it's uh, the baby sister, baby yeah, brother yeah, yeah. of uh, uh, Alamar. Uh, That's right. Yeah, man. So what I want to do with this show, podcast, is really show the what the Bay Area has to offer. We have gotcha. a lot of interesting people out here that doesn't get a lot of recognition and 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 it's in their favor yeah. and they want and i don't say they want but everybody needs a little recognition so i just want right. to highlight that about the bay area we got definitely, too definitely. many low-key people who are doing big things out here yeah, and, yeah. and i'm glad you can be the first one my man thank you brother thank you yeah bay area is a place to be man so, so much going on right now uh-huh. even during these crazy times bay area is still rocking people still coming together right you know just just keep fighting yeah that's what i love to see that's what i love to see out here too man just everybody coming together as one community and everything Give, give me a little background story. Um, I know you're, you're a chef. You own right. a couple, couple well-established restaurants in uh, downtown yeah, yeah. Oakland, man. Uh, give me what's your backstory like? Yeah. How did that shape Chef Nelson? Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm, so I'm originally from New York City, mm. born and raised. Been out here for now almost 11 years. Okay. Being a couple months, so you know I'm really happy to be here, feel at home. You from the um, Bay now? You from the Bay? Yeah, now. yeah. I'll, I'll give you that pass. <laughs> I'll give you that. I started saying hello a lot too. <laughs> And I'm a wuss with the weather now. Yeah, yeah, so I'm so yeah. used to all the snow and everything in New York, uh, all the different seasons. Yeah. Now, like, 40 degrees, I'm, I'm like, it's too cold. We you know? spoiled out here, man. Like, <laughs> that's why I don't think I never go. Everything, everywhere else is too extreme for me. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, I'm, re- I'm really happy to be here. Like, the minute I got here, I felt like there was a still familiar aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of home, of New York. Just because of the grassroots and also the pride you guys have for, mm-hmm. for the Bay Area. It's very much like New York City. Uh-huh. You know, we have a lot of pride for our yeah. city and our towns. And... Just the people, the diversity too was dope. Um, the music, everything yeah, just kind of came together, and I was like, "Man, this is home." I mean, you I'm know? glad you appreciate that because uh, I I come to appreciate it later in life. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like really realizing where I'm from in my early 20s, Definitely. traveled a lot of places, and kind of really trying to figure out if I would live somewhere else. Yeah, you know, I yeah. went to New York a lot, um, went to the South a lot, yeah. and Seattle, Washington, got a lot of family up there, and even in the Midwest, and it's just nothing like yeah, the Bay yeah, Area, yeah. you know what I mean? So Same thing for me, like being out here, it made me even more appreci- appreciate New York even more because mm-hmm. it's like, I definitely miss that energy New York mm-hmm. has. Like, yeah. Being able to stay up all That's night and go That's different places. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it still feels good to be out here. Right. It, you actually can feel like you're having a life. You have time to do other things and just all work. Yeah. You know, in New York, time goes so fast. It just, yeah. you're working all of a sudden, you, you got to go to sleep. Right. You know, that's all you did. You <laughs> couldn't have time to watch the show, TV, yeah. watch some sports. Right. Just talk to a friend or a loved one. It's really hard, you know, especially right. in my industry as a chef. Yeah. I was working 90 hours a Late week. Late nights, yeah. I, know, can like I can bet. Paying dues, grinding. Right. You know, going up the, the ladder as fast as I can. Right. Um, so I've been I've been blessed, you know. Yeah. Been out here almost 11 years. Have two beautiful places. This one right here, Sobre Mesa, it's mm-hmm. the newest place. We opened March 5th, mm-hmm. 2020, nine days before shutdown. Man, I was here on that first day, yeah. and then um, I, I honestly, you guys were the first like industry like place I thought about when the shutdown happened. Cause, yeah. Like I was just I realized I was at the Had spot. Yeah. 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 It was so much hype around, and then eight days later yeah. or a week later, it was just. 
shut down. I was yeah, like, oh, man. man. Yeah, like first night when you were here, there was celebrities here. There was like yeah. just bustling with people. People we know. Alomar followers came by, mm-hmm. too. A lot of friends and family. It was rocking. felt yeah. good, too. Right. Uh, just to see people in a place so sexy, having fun, just mingling with different people. Right. You know, all different races, too. Exactly. Um, it shows you what, what's special about the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the, the pride that people have here. And just the, the fact that people just want to make people feel good. Yeah. You know, want to meet new people. You know, no one's like kind of shunned away from others. Right. Like in New York, we can be a little like we're, we're in our groove for work. Mm-hmm. It's like fuck off and, yeah. and walk around people like, yeah. you know, like everyone's in your way. Here is like you can step out of somewhere and make sure somebody feels exactly. You know, Everybody lend a helping yeah. hand for yeah. real. So Which yeah, really man. Dope. Yeah, I mean, man, that's that's great. So like, so so you moved here eleven years ago, yeah. um, and what what after that? Like like t- like you you're from New York. Yeah. Like why move out to the Bay? Well, you know, New York has all a big restaurant industry as yeah. well, and they even come into California. Like why not LA? You know. Well, for me. Especially for a chef, there's a few places in the nation that we always think about. About working and possibly learning new things, being in the industry, and having that in your resume. New York, of course. San Francisco is the second. San Francisco is always known as the second mecca. Huh, I didn't know. Yeah, just all the chefs that come up from here. um, The style of cuisine is really popular. In New York, we know about that. We know about California cuisine. It's San Francisco. Okay. It wasn't really L.A. and all these other big cities that are dope about California, it was always San Francisco, like something about it. Um, but now being here, Oakland has gotten that. Yeah. Like now people from yeah. all over the nation the know about has, Oakland. Yeah, yeah. The, shift, the shift is coming. Yeah, the food scene here is amazing. When I got here, it, was, it, was, it surprised me. Uh-huh. You know, you never thought about this town as a place to be and to go. Right. All you thought about maybe the sports teams and, and the music, the hyphen right. music movement and all that, but never about the food until you really like got have time to go out and check everything out. The great thing about the food scene here, and that's what it's like years ago too, is the diversity in it. Mm-hmm. Not just the people, but also the food scene. Yeah, You find all types of food, just like New York too. New York, you find every cuisine there is from mm-hmm. around the world yeah, most in that definitely. big ass city. And that's crazy. I didn't really even think about it like that. I didn't think, I know San Francisco obviously is a big hub. Yeah. Uh, California is a, a one of the biggest economies in the world so i didn't but i didn't think about it in yeah. aspect of like the culinary aspect yeah. so yeah for us it's like places that have awards yeah. james beards or michelin restaurant you know stars um just high stars in the sf chronicle right it was always kind of eye appealing to us uh-huh. as chefs we wanted oh let's come here and check out let's work somewhere learn some new things and bring it back home mm-hmm. you know so a part of me always wanted to be here uh-huh. um never thought about oakland because told my my wife um who married 10 years now, she was the one who really brought me here. Okay. She's the one I made a reality. Because I wasn't really ready to move yet. Uh-huh. You know, I was kind of hitting my stride in New York. Mm-hmm. Finally came to, to a restaurant, was executive chef, and was finally getting re- recognition. Mm-hmm. Came on the papers and all that. I'm like, oh, man, now it's happening. Let's, let's do it. Things it's are happening hot. now. Right. was happening there. And it's hard in New York because there's so much competition, uh-huh. so many chefs. And even a, being a black chef, it's really right. hard to get yeah. that recognition. So I was like, really, okay, this is time. Let me, I'm here. I'm finally people have eyes on me. Right. And got engaged, and it was like, dude, you coming out west? I want. I want <laughs> to be So you, you had intentions of like, yeah. like, like staying in New York. Yeah. And like, okay, yeah. okay. You know, so but again, part of me wanted to come here yeah. to kind of learn new things and, and put that in my resume, but never like full time. Uh huh. 
until I really got here. Like okay. just filling everything out and having the opportunities I got here. Um, again, the, the culinary scene has always been white dominated, uh-huh. but in California, there was always that bit of like, it's okay to have these different races right. in the kitchen. It's funny because uh, speaking of your wife, like when I first met her, she said, oh, I'm from Oakland. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. I was like, you from the dubs, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I heard the stories, man. Yeah, and she, like, she was like, how do you know? I'm like, I'm from Oakland, man. I, I could tell, you know what I mean? So it's, it, it oh, yeah, is she, what it is. She put me on game by Oakland. <laughs> you know, it was like, kind of save New York. Every Everyone has little neighborhoods and little right. parts of, uh, you know, the, the, the blocks. Right, right. You know? Um, yeah, be, being from the Murder Doves is like, you look at her, little Asian girl. Yeah. And, like, you never believe it. You don't, you, but, you don't, you don't expect what come, is about yeah. to come out next, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> So, um, yeah, man, so uh, what about, like, all your background and everything, like, inspired you to be a chef? Did you want to be a chef when you were younger? Like, Part of me, it was always a hobby, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a kid. Um, never really a passion until I really got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, went to school for it, uh, started working great restaurants, and it was like, wow, I'm really meant for this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, different situations in my career made me realize, like, I'm really meant for this. This is my, my path. Oh, wow. You know, because a hobby can always just stay as a hobby mm-hmm. and there's instances where it could become an actual passion and what you're meant to right. do in life. And that happened for me. What I always wanted to be growing up was a movie producer. <laughs> Funny, like, we're doing I was, all I'm, this. I'm glad you said that. Cause yeah. I was going to ask you like, what was your like dream job? Yeah, that, was, that was it. That was it. <laughs> always been fascinated with movies and the behind the scenes aspect of okay. everything, bringing it together. Okay. Um, but then there was always that side of me that loved to cook, Okay. you know, and just, just a one moment in, in our in my life with my friends, uh, we just came out of the club mm. and we were just like in awe of everything. It was a, a club called uh, Copacabana, okay. one of the most famous clubs in, in the world. Um, and in New York, it was just popular. They just reopened because uh-huh. it was like a place to go for the stars and all that, you know. And we just felt like, dude, this is amazing. We can own our own club. <laughs> right. You know, we had all these the aspirations. Yeah. The of course, thing. we were tipsy. We were drunk. <laughs> alcohol was talking, but. Hey, that's when the truth comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly. And we're all pointing at each other like, okay, if we're going to do this for real, each one has to have his own department. Yeah. And I was the best cook out of the group. So mm. automatically, we're like, no, you got, you you got, you got the food on lock. Okay. You got the yeah. food. Like, and I was not a chef at all. I was just doing burgers and stuff like that. <laughs> but, you know, it was a start. But I always had that kind of little love for it. Okay. You know, and they, and they saw that. And I took it really seriously. Uh, I, w- I was drunk, yes, but not that drunk. Well, yeah, like, well, yeah. I think that's, I don't know, man. That's when, I, that's when I'm feeling it. Like, that's when I'm, like, like the most serious about yeah. something. Like, when I'm, like, the, I should say passionate, I yeah. should say. So, yeah, that's when I'm, most, I'm the most passionate. I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, and we're, we're Dominican. So, mm-hmm. Dominicans, we're, we're very, like, ambitious. Mm-hmm. It's kind of our style. You know, we're, we're black men who can speak Spanish. And as immigrants coming to the States, you have to have that ambition. You oh, have to yeah. survive with the fittest, right. you know? And we always had that mentality. Um, so it was real for us. Right. Even though we're in this moment being drunk, coming out of the club, we were like, dude, if we do this, we get money, we get girls, we get right. pop bottles every night. Right. It wasn't the business part of it. It yeah. was like the fun part <laughs> of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like not learning really. now how to be running businesses, you learn like, that's, it's not all fun and games <laughs> all the time. You know, like it's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, I was going to ask you, where did the ambition come from? But you kind of already, like, touched on that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, man. Like, it was always there. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And it's that New York mindset, too. Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah. where I think about it now. Like, that we concrete always jungle big, mindset, yeah. yeah. You know, because, yeah. again, you're a small little ant in this big world right. out there because so many people. Like, you have to do something to stand out. Got to carve your way. You're nobody. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So 
is always thinking about that big dream and making it happen. Right. Um, that's kind of our, our way of thinking. And bringing that here, it was like, it was more real because of the layback kind of feeling I was going people to say, have uh, yeah. here in California. Uh-huh. I, I was like you have that. think people the way they think out here compared to New York is like New York is all about work, right? Right. These big ambitions, we got to make it happen. We got to make it happen now. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go fast, and you burn yourself out, right? Unless you're really into it. But here, you got to actually sit down and look at what you're doing, yeah, and make sure you're making the right steps. Yeah, dotting, crossing your T's and dotting your yeah. I's. Yeah. And I, I was talking about this earlier uh, with my cameraman. I was just telling him like. The Bay Area itself has a lot of opportunity. You just yeah. gotta learn how to tap into exactly. it. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, uh, with other places, it's a lot of it's harder to find opportunity. Yeah. But here's opportunity is abundant. Exactly. You just depend on what type of person you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so I was just and, I, and I'm really like every day I learn something new about the Bay and I just sit back and just think about like where I'm from. Yeah. And it's kind of like and things like that hit me like every little day. So definitely, definitely. yeah, just more of my little theories about the Bay. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Even like from that from that moment like. You know, I went to school, culinary school. Like, I took it really seriously. Mm-hmm. We, we all did at one point, but, you know, everyone their own path. And everyone's doing amazing things. So you things. jumped into culinary. Uh, yeah. so, so y'all had that uh, little uh, night, yeah. tipsy night. And after that, you said, forget this. I'm really about to do yeah. Yeah, let me try it out. chef stuff. So let me try it out, let yeah. Me, let me get into culinary school. Yeah. Okay, so did you go to culinary school? You went to culinary school in New in York? In New York, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, New York yeah. Restaurant School. Now it's the Art Institute, mm-hmm. New York City. Um, yeah, I went to school for about three years. I also did restaurant management, not uh-huh. just culinary arts, because I really wanted to know the business side of yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Know, get huh. an idea. Cause, so from the get-go, you yeah. already knew you wanted yeah. to own. that was the goal. Yeah. You, okay. you always want to be your own boss. Right, exactly. You want to get to that point. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially you have the ambition for it. You don't want to work for somebody your whole life. Right. Some people are content with that. A lot of us aren't. Yeah. You know, um, especially being a black man, we, we have to be... We want to get it. Yeah. We have we go getters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, you want to be able to pivot when when yeah. you need to, and yeah. be able to call the shots when you need yeah. to. And, and I, yeah. to be honest, there's always that chip on the shoulder. Yeah. As people of color, like yeah. to, we always been kind of pushed down and kept mm-hmm. on. So that chip on your shoulder keeps you going. Like right. It's it's for me it was a good thing. Yeah. Exactly. It gives you that fire. You know what I'm saying? For the black community, that that chip on your shoulder could be devastating or yeah. it could be like a little motivation a little spark yeah. for you so yeah you know what i mean i know a lot of people who that was a uh a devastation for them yeah but like you said for somebody like you somebody like for me that's actually a motivation it's yeah. kind of like okay let me show you exactly. So, exactly i feel that man and i mean speaking of that like so yeah you got so now you're here you got two beautiful restaurants yeah. like like how did you start that like like so okay so you're in new york you went to culinary school mm-hmm. um you move out here uh, with your uh, wife or fiance at the yeah. time yeah. um and then so w- what next what happened just how did you start like, a, like where did where did crazy Alabar world, crazy world come, come but from? you know come out of school worked for years different restaurants and right. all that um just learning my path paying my dues grinding you know trying to move up the ladder learn as much knowledge as i can right um, and I always been a quiet kid, like that, that was always my style. So I was that quiet person everywhere where I'm like just observing everything, right? Doing my work, but observing and taking absorbing in. knowledge. Yeah, right. That's one thing we all have to do like absorb as much knowledge as we can mm-hmm. from the people around you. Even if you don't like the way that person's doing it, just look what it is, yeah. see what you don't like about it, see what you do like about it, exactly, and put that in your repertoire right. or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, there's things that I do now to this day that I still do mm-hmm. that I learned. Like, I love the way this this technique that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, or I didn't like this technique. This is better. 
But at least I knew what not to do, right. what I didn't like to do, but it's always there right. if I needed to use it. Um, you know, coming here straight up started, you know, took a while to find a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, one issue I had was for a lot of people, I was overqualified. That's crazy. Oh. Who says that? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Who Even says for, like, that? Position. Well, you know, resume, the last place I worked at, I, I got to second chef level. And New York City is one of those places that people even here in the Bay, in the culinary see right. as, as the Mecca. New York is always number one right. when it came to food. San Francisco is number two. Chicago is number three. I think somebody want to hop on that, though, like that, that, that experience from yeah. somebody. It's just weird. There's always a, a, kind of a fear, especially if it's... Um, a chef-owned place. Mm-hmm. You don't want to feel like somebody Sorry, knows oh. better than you. And okay. I didn't come there with no ego. Like, right. never had an ego. I'm always a collaborator. Mm. Okay, I can see that then. People. I can see um, that. But. but it is what it is. Yeah. It happens. Took a while to find a job. More Finally, motivation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Finally got a, a cool place I worked at called Supper Club. Okay. Really cool place. It was kind of a trip to work there because mm. it was very different from mm-hmm. a traditional restaurant. Mm. It was a place where it wasn't breakfast in bed. It was dinner in bed. It was literally beds. Huh. That you, oh, I'm about you, to say, like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> you lay on yeah. a bed, you have a five-course uh, meal, and you watch performances, too. Live oh. DJ, Circle Soleil style. Damn. Very risque, was, very I? San Francisco. Yeah, I, yeah I, I missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they closed down a few years ago. Okay. Um, fortunately, they had a good run there. Great place to work at. Amazing people I worked with. Um, it was a different style, too. It was more banquet style. So it was something new to learn, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. I always loved learning new things. Um, and it got me to really like fill out San Francisco for one, but also being in Oakland, see what Oakland has to, has to show. Right. You know, very different, very different worlds, San Fran and Oakland. Yeah, no, it, and I always say that too, it's like a, a, a bridge, across the bridge, yeah. you in a whole nother world. Yeah. It's kind of like, you gotta learn both if you, Definitely. If you're crossing the bridge often, so it's it, it, it's a trip. Like yeah. if you have not been in San Francisco, please <laughs> in Oakland, like just make sure you know the difference. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> well, San Francisco is very different yeah. now than what it was, man. Yeah, it's, it's changed so much with the tech industry. But uh, but yeah, worked there for a couple of years. Uh, got to be the executive chef um, after a few years there. Uh, got to actually go to their headquarters in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. in the Netherlands. Hmm. and got to work at all the restaurants. They had, like, five different restaurants, Michigan Star restaurants and all that. They had the original Supper yeah. Club. I bet that was an uh, yeah, experience. Uh, crazy, crazy experience, <laughs> and something I would never forget, like, uh. getting to work with this company that has all these cool different concepts that are so different from each other, Right. you know. Um, but getting to be in that situation where you're a guest chef in Amsterdam as a black man was like, dude, this is uh-huh. fucking crazy. Wow. This is amazing. Wow. Um, so situations like that and, and moments where you have something that's so unique and mm-hmm. different in your life, especially coming from the hood like I did, mm-hmm. like all of us did, it was a moment that I will never forget and I was always grateful for, even in that same moment. Right. Like I would sit back and look around and be like, I'm in a whole different world, right. but I'm getting to do what I love, um, right. getting to work for this amazing company that, and, and you can, it was crazy because being there, I was one of the, maybe me and another brother was only black chefs around, uh-huh. even like going around different restaurants. And even like the looks you, you get and, and you feel judged right away. But I was like, I'm feeling this way, but I got to keep my ground yeah. and really like be grateful for what I, right. where I'm at. Like right. a lot of us want to get this situation, yeah. this, this, 
kind of situation right be in it and a lot of people like honestly get into a position like that and start thinking like oh people are judging me and yeah they're like like casting their stones on me yeah, like yeah. and then they're sabotaging yourself yeah like, so i'm glad to hear that you like all right i don't care what they're thinking if they yeah. even thinking that let me just put my head down and yeah. i'm here doing something i love you know what so. it was is that chip on my shoulder yeah still. it was right. like let me just prove them Right. Instead of getting mad and, and, and being from the hood, we, and doing we got street what they smarts. Expect you to do. Yeah, we got street smarts. We, we right. can't be mad at somebody and try to fight people in their own world. Like, they <laughs> like be smart about right. things, you know what I'm saying? And But it was a, that chip on my shoulder telling me, like, just prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. Prove what you can do. Right. And I did. When I got to actually show my menu and do my menu as a guest chef of uh, Supper Club, people were wowed. Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is amazing. Like, they all gave me a hand ovation, and we want to take me out a oh, drink wow. and all that. It was a really cool moment, huh. you know. It, and it's one thing we gotta realize: if you're being judged, it's just because of the way the world was, especially back in the days. Right. It kind of still is too. Just prove them wrong. Yeah. You, you don't have to fight with words all the time or, or your fist. Right. Like just prove to them your action by actions. I like you know, that, man. Yeah. Positive actions, right. too. Exactly. Exactly. You know? People think, if, oh, you're being positive, then uh, you're being a sucker. I'm like, come on, man. Like. Yeah, that's the mindset we, we yeah. kind of grew up thinking about and, and, and knowing, but it has to be different. Right. You know, it can't be with hate and, and violence like, right. because we're always pictured as the violent people, right? right. That's why the people are afraid of us, right. especially with the whole police brutality and all that. They think that we're just going to start. Right. Like doing whatever. Sure. Yeah. When we're so, not, like a lot of us are, are we're right. smart, smarter yeah. than that. Exactly. We're, we're here to be part of society, be a positive part of society, mm-hmm. you know, prove that our people should be respected. Right. in our communities you know man i feel like uh, man you preaching to the choir my man <laughs> <laughs> um so okay so you went so all right we're 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 we are in amsterdam now yeah so okay you, you learning all these new techniques and you really yeah. like getting embraced by the sh- i would say the chefing world out there yeah, yeah um okay so uh okay so you brought you bring that back over here bring and you bring back. the knowledge back over here yeah. and how did you start alomar because i know that's your first baby yeah alomar um that came out of trip. So after Supper Club, mm-hmm. I worked at a place called Marbella. Uh-huh. Um, it was through some guests that came by to Supper Club, loved my food, loved my personality, and they wanted to give me an opposite uh, position to help them open a new place. A place called Marbella, Spanish concept, really sexy, really mm-hmm. chic. Um, really excited to do that because I always had a fascination and really um, special place in my heart for Spanish cuisine. Yeah, you know, being Dominican, we you know. My country was colonized, of course, by Spaniards. So that Spanish influence is embedded in us. Mm-hmm. When I was born in New York, I feel that, too. Even with our food, there's right. an African side. There's uh, indigenous people who right. are actually there, Tainos, and also the Spanish. Yeah, different cuisine speaks, really speaks of, like, speaks for that culture. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, like, just learning about different foods and the different, uh, like, where they came from. Yeah. It's like a story behind, like, exactly. each, each dish. You know exactly. what I mean? So. You can learn a lot about a culture through food. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. Learn about a lot of people, and it's, I feel like food is a great way to, for people, yeah. strangers, to come together, like I, like nothing. I've been saying this for years. There's no racism in food. Yeah. It's one of those <laughs> things that if somebody is racist, they try your food and they enjoy it. Right. It's always that kind of change in their mind. Right. And be like, they're more open minded right. to something, you know, to learning more about the culture because you introduce them to your food and they really enjoy it. Now they're more curious about. Yeah, it. Let me like, learn huh, a little more. What, Let me yeah. be more open minded. Instead of like spewing hate right away, right? Huh? You know, you can't just say, "Oh, I love your food," and but I hate you. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, that is like contradictory. Yeah, yeah, good food really like makes us feel more happier for one, more open-minded, 
you feel like you need to, uh, you're just in a different mindset. Right. You're in a positive mindset. Right. You're on cloud nine. Exactly. You something so good, especially that. You add a great cocktail to it, then, yeah, I mean, you're exactly. really, you really having fun now. Exactly, so. exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. know, so, uh, but yeah, Marbella came to be great place in a, in Russian Hill area in San Francisco, really popular block, Polk mm-hmm. Street. Um, amazing experience. I went, I went away to travel to Spain to learn some new techniques, mm-hmm. cook out there, mm-hmm. you know, come back and really change the game over there. Um, but things happened with the owner, did some bad things, lost a lot of money for the restaurant, and there was no more restaurant. Mm-hmm. They were Damn. like, you know, bare bones, and I was the highest paid being the executive chef, so mm-hmm. I was let go. So you kind of figured out, like, what, what next? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a hard thing because it was the first time I ever got laid off and fired. Mm. You know, always been a loyal person, always worked the places for more multiple years, you know, because I'm more, just loyal. Um, and I really felt a part of ownership there. Mm. Like, I was brought there to help them open a new concept that's so unique and new to, to mm. that area, San Francisco. And I felt like I was part of the ownership too. Wow. Like, wow. I'm an owner here. And that's one thing you need. In yeah, any position, I'm, pride of ownership. It's, right. It's, it's a very unique kind of uh, trait to have. Right. That really gets you far because you, you show somebody who is the owner that you're there for them. Right. You're loyal to them. You're, you love what, they're, what they built mm-hmm. and you want to make, help it come to next level. Right. You know? Um, it's a very hard trait to find these days. Yeah. You know? huh. But you, you need to have that. Yeah, it's up. rare to find somebody who even embrace you in yeah. that way. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, that, of, that, that's pretty dope. That's yeah, pretty a lot dope. of mine says just, this is just a job. Right. Get food on my table. Exactly. Which get, is great. And get this paycheck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But right. if you want to get to the next level, you're we're more ambitious, like, you have to have that part of ownership. Right. That gets you far. Right. You know? Because uh, people see that. They feel it, too. Hmm. Um, some people could take advantage of that, of course. You have to really have your eyes open. Uh, be woke, like we say, <laughs> we say now, but it can get you to that place where you want to be. Right. You have to actually become an owner, you know, being prideful and, and kind of learning extra things that you, even me as a chef, I had that part of ownership where I wanted to learn more of that ownership side of it. Right. Like, how do I really run a business, right. you know, away from the kitchen? Um, so is that extra ambition to learn new things yeah. that really you absorb that knowledge and it helps you get to the next level. Hmm. To possibly that's, open up your own business. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's pretty dope, man. Yeah. I'm, that, 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 yeah. And so, okay, so, uh, okay, restaurant closes and then. Uh, yeah, restaurant closes, uh, got laid off, and again, it was uh, a small recession happening yeah. at that time, so it was really hard the to find 08 ish? That was around the 08 ish? No, it was 2013. Okay, so. okay, okay. It was, it was the time where. There were too many people in the industry for one. Okay. Um, but there was too many restaurants closing. Okay. So a lot of places were looking for cheap labor. Mm. People who weren't in high positions, because they see you as a good chef, they think that, oh, he's going to ask for so much. Right. I can't afford it right now. Right. Because the high cost of doing business in San Francisco, especially, was just going skyrocketing huh. okay. at that time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it still is, really, right. honestly. So it was hard to find a, find a gig. It took me such a long time. And then my, my wife's best friend, my best friend-in-law, Harry, was like, told her, why doesn't he do his own thing? Like, I think it might be time. You know, especially yeah. in Oakland. She mentioned Oakland right away from Oakland, too. She has a pride. But she was like, Oakland's cheap right now yeah. to run a business. They're business-friendly. Right. Why not go for it? You just came back from this place, and he learned so much. He's been in the industry so long. He was kind of jaded by this guy. 
And another thing too, because I was so nice and had the pride of ownership, they tried to kind of screw my own money. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't pay me for a while. And I understood, I gave them a chance because they were yeah. running out of business, run out of money. I gave them kind of- You trying to do everything you can yeah, to help yeah. out and the But there comes can. a point right. I have to provide for my wife, for exactly. my family. Um, so seeing that and seeing what a bad owner could be, I was like, I don't want to be like that right. guy. I want to be different. Right. I want to be a positive person. I want to be a good owner. Right. Um, be good to my people, to my team, and run a good business that builds community. It's not just like profit-minded, you know? Right. Um, so that was always in my head, and she, she put that in my wife's head and be like, and then she told me, maybe it's time. Hmm. You know, I've been seeing you grind this business for so many years. Maybe it's time. And it was that little extra push. Yeah. And a lot of times people need that extra push, you know yeah. what I mean? Because, like, we, don't may, we may not see it. Like, we've been trying to pay our dues yeah, and, yeah. like, really learn everything we can learn. We don't see, like, actually, we're ready to jump off the ledge yeah, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always that person outside looking yeah. in that's kind of, like, telling you, like, yeah. go. Because that's the thing. No matter how much ambition we have, it's a scary thought to actually yeah, no, for real. make that happen. Yeah. When you have the opportunity to be like, okay, now I have to open my own place. <laughs> it's always that feel like, is this really the right time? Right. Am I really going to succeed? Right. But you just got to take the risk. Right. But sometimes you need that extra push from somebody you, you love. Most definitely do. Love oh, one to yeah. like, like, just do it. I'm, I'm here. I got your back. Right. You know, I got a job. So if things happen, I got your back. And I was like, okay. Cool. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. Hey, let's, let's do, do it. Yeah. And just yeah, so many years of thinking of different concepts and seeing what's out there. Um, Alamar came to mind, brother. Mm. Like, I wanted to do a seafood restaurant that's unique and cool and tells my story right. as a chef and comes from a person of color. Right. Something's totally different. Um, and yeah, 2014, 2014, May 1st, we opened Alamar dope, Kitchen bro. Bar, brother. Yeah, dope. And like Alamar is probably one of the best seafood spots out here. Thank you. Thank I you. always say it again, the best seafood <laughs> spot out here. Just because Appreciate like it. I used to work right next door at the Grand yeah. um, as a property manager. So uh, uh, myself and my coworkers, every like Friday, every other Friday or something like that, we go out, we get, have to get a little check, yeah, yeah, yeah. go out and splurge a little bit on some, a bag of crab and nice. shrimps and you know a little fish here and there. And <laughs> man, and and actually, what gets me about Alamar is the food's off the hook, but it's the vibe as well. Thank you. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just that was like, important to us. Yeah, it seemed just it seemed so friendly and open. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You walk in, you got the bartenders and yeah. um, just greeting you and just open arms and everything. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, man, I, 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 I dig this. Yeah, we want to first thing make people feel at home. Right. And honestly, it took a while for us to really get to that point because when it first opened up, you know, it was my first venture, had a, didn't have an ego, but had too many aspirations. Yeah. Like I wanted to be big. I want to be the best spot there is mm-hmm. win all the awards you know thinking more as a chef than an owner right and i really didn't i wanted to become a destination what i should have done is think about the neighborhood first mm. so one thing you have to do as a wow. business owner that, I learned, that i've learned throughout the years through some really hard times neighborhood has to love you before you think about bigger right. things mm. before you start thinking about people right from different places coming to your spot that's where you want to get to yeah become a place where everyone in the nation knows who you right. are and we'll come travel somewhere just to be try you out. Yeah, That's you can't be angle. a national champion without being a state champion exactly. first, right? Exactly. And, and, and then the, the local champion as yeah. well. So, yeah, no, I feel that man. Yeah, and that taught me about community, hmm. like those hard times, because we, you know, thought too big. I didn't really like focus on the on the neighborhood and my own people too. Right. I was like, colorblind at that point. Um, but throughout the years and the hard times, made you 
kind of think back like dude I'm, I'm doing this all wrong we're we're okay we're winning these cool awards mm-hmm. but we're not making money right we're not surviving i'm not able to pay my people more or even pay myself right it took me years to pay myself right you know how hard that is as a married man to be right. not having bringing a paycheck to your family yeah, I know. but working all these hours for that right for me it was worth it because i got to live my i'm living my dream open my own business but it it can kind of bring you down yeah no and and I don't know. Did like it, would you say that's like one of the obstacles that you went through like yeah. early on? Big time obstacle. Yeah. Okay. Just big time obstacle. Um, we had to pivot basically. Mm-hmm. You know, 2016 we changed over from full service to fast casual. Again, the thing is with California, you know, as I was saying, it was happening in San Francisco with the high cost of living and business running business was skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. It started coming over to Oakland, mm-hmm. and we started feeling that because our first few years everything was affordable. We can keep prices really low. Now everybody started cool. coming to Oakland. Yeah. And that migration, yeah. gentrification started happening. Everything started going up. All right. Taxes, rents, cost of ingredients, uh, wages, of course. Mm. Um, it was just so much. Damn, I didn't on. even think about cost of ingredients. Yeah, wow. Right. I didn't even think about the smallest things yeah. like that. And that's the product. Huh. you know. So right. the higher that, that goes, the more we have to charge. And then people who are so used to our low prices for big portions were like, What's going on here? Right. The price is going up. Right. They don't think about the business side of it. Mm, man, I, I bet. <laughs> okay, so, but I really want to ask some technical questions because yeah. I, I really want, like, people, like, an average person like myself coming off, you know what I mean, just, like, with nothing, coming and saying, hey, I want to start this restaurant and yeah. may not be a chef, but I do want to run the business. So, I just, so, like, what kind of contact, you know what I mean, like, th- did you have to have, did you have, yeah. like, a when I say contacts, like, did you have to have a mentor? Like, did you, like, find somebody who, yeah. that, like, like kind of, like, helped you through? That's the, it's, it's really hard to find people to be a mentor, um, unfortunately, um, especially in our community, like, it's happening more now. There's people mm. who've gone through a lot of struggles, who have succeeded, who are now being mentors. Myself, I'm really focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, have a couple of people I, I am mentoring, because I honestly didn't have one. Right. You know, I had a lot of people behind me, support staff, my wife, family, friends, uh, people in the industry, but never that mentor to always keep pushing. Right. Who kind of been there the and did yeah. that? Like, yeah. Someone huh? you can call right away and be like, "What am I doing wrong?" Right. A lot of it we had to find on ourselves, but. I still had a great amount of people around me mm-hmm. to lift me up when I do need it to be lifted up. Mm. And that's kind of where I'm at, at right now. Um, so like, uh, I'm, in, I'm, I'm a real estate agent yeah. um, around the, you know, around the Bay Area. Um, so I jumped in it about maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and me jumping when I first jumped in, like just thinking like, oh, I, I don't need a mentor. But then like, as I got into my uh, profession a little bit more, I realized like I kind of maybe do, yeah. but then, but then on the other hand, I realized like, man, everybody is not for you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't just find anybody to exactly. be your mentor, and it's kind of like they kind of need to be able to relate to you yeah. in some type Big of way. Time. You know what I mean? Big so time. they don't know like like stuff I got going on, yeah. and I kind of don't want to tell you. You know what I mean? Just because you probably wouldn't understand. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's just things like that. So um, like I wouldn't say I found a mentor yet yeah. but it's uh, i'm just taking pieces of definitely, information definitely. for other people's books you know what i mean so. yeah mentors are great like you have one it's amazing especially they're, they're really pushing you and, and making you yeah. and i would encourage everybody to find a mentor definitely. just want to yeah definitely. just want to and just like there. networking is a big thing too if you yeah. can't find a mentor they're, they're out there but you got to go for it you got to yeah. network 
you got to build your network, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Someone in your network could be an acquaintance for a certain amount of time, could bring you to another level, and then just kind of go away. Right. You know, but they're, they're in your life, and they're destined to be in their life to bring you to a certain part of your, your life where you're like, okay, I'm in a different spot now. I'm in a different level. How can I get to the next one? Right. And you have to meet all these different people. You right. have to go out and meet people. Right. You know, my problem was I was too quiet, too shy. I was kind of reserved and just kept myself in the kitchen. Um, and that's why I didn't really find a mentor, especially as your own business owner. You have to go out there and find them. Like, mm. go to events, go to, you know, any, a- anything, um, seminars, webinars, whatever. And you might meet that person, mm. might have a good connection with somebody, be like, oh, this guy's so cool. I want to learn more from him. Right. And then that person feels like, I can learn from him too, but I'm teaching him all these cool right. things. Right, and this person actually want to listen and yeah. actually want to learn something new, yeah. and and I feel like I got something to offer. Yeah, I, yeah. I can see that, and that's, and they could become the, your mentor. Exactly, yeah. and I think a lot of times it just happens organically. You exactly. know what I mean? I, I don't. Exactly. Think, I think when you try to force a mentor, yeah, then you know what I mean. It kind of get weird, yeah. in, in certain aspects. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it, and it doesn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so okay, so you just you kind of took pieces from other people's books and everything, and. Yeah, just so, absorbing, absorbing uh, different different things and just gaining knowledge. Right. You know? Even if it's for that moment, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. a knowledge you gain that you can put into your life, into right. your repertoire. So with that being said, so like, okay, so with, okay, you have a mentor. So like, what type of like, what's the minimum you, do you need to have like on hand to kind of start a restaurant? I mean, yeah. not without getting too detailed, gotcha, but like, gotcha. I just like it. You know, a lot of people, especially the, the culture, you know what I mean? Like, they, I th- the first question I would ask, how much do it cost to start? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if, <laughs> like, if I was coming out the streets, like, man, yeah. I want to do this, but how much do it cost to start? So, so like. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot I, of money. I mean, I bet. I yeah, bet. people, you know, you can't just say, oh, I got $20,000, yeah. $40,000. That's not realistic now. It's not realistic yeah. these days, um, especially now. You know, the Bay is not as business friendly as it used to be. Right. So, it's a lot more obstacles. Um, so I would say minimum you need at least two hundred fifty thousand. Okay. Start a restaurant. Um, if it's of course the smaller it is, mm-hmm. the less money you'll need. But again, if you have a smaller footprint, you're not getting that many customers in there. But the difference is now the way things are, to go and take out is a big thing you need to have in your business. So right. You can kind of get away with a small place and really focus on takeout. And, yeah. And, really and make, make it. Thing. Yeah. So somebody who has <laughs> um, low amount of funds. But enough to kind of get it off the ground, mm-hmm. think about that aspect. Think about something small, just as a start, something you focus on takeout right. um, and people coming in. Right. And then just going from there. Right. You can always start small and grow to something bigger. Right. Okay. Never start want to be start too big and then having to scale back. Right. And then to be on the safe side, you want to have something in the bank as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A lifeblood, a lifeline is mm-hmm. what you definitely need in any right. business for any industry. You have to have a starting point, starting, you know costs but you have to have something behind on the bank mm-hmm. just in case things go wrong right because things will go wrong yeah it, in it, any industry yeah, unfortunately. what goes up must come down yeah so but yeah. you have to be ready totally and you have to adapt to what when that does happen and flip it but right. still have that money in the bank if you do need to add some more right you know so if let's say two hundred fifty thousand, get that little extra fifty hundred thousand on the side right just as a savings just in case okay you know? okay so okay like I mean, I who I don't know who, anybody who just walking around with three fifty. So <laughs> yeah. like, how do you go by getting that? Like, yeah. like what? Like if okay, and I know you probably say investors, but 
what do I have to do to to be confident enough to walk to an investor and for them to look at me and say, okay, let me actually take a look at this. What, yeah. what do I need to come with? You know what I mean? Like passion. Okay. One. Passion. The the more passionate you are about talking about your concept, mm -hmm. the more they'll listen. Okay. You know, with investors, it's always about return on investment. Mm -hmm. That's their key priority. But they want to feel your passion first. If they feel it and they're like, oh, this sounds really exciting. Uh -huh. Let me learn more. That's when you start getting more gritty gritty about the numbers. You know, very important thing. But you have to be be passionate about what you want to build. Right. What you want to bring to fruition. Okay. They'll feel that and they'll listen more. Hmm. But then again, you have to have your numbers intact. Yeah, so I was going to say, so yeah, so like obviously you got to come with like a business plan yeah, and yeah. like make sure your numbers is right. Yeah. Like Projections, my, everything, yeah. Yeah, so my whole thing is like, I don't like, where, like, how do you get your project, projections and everything like yeah. that? Because, you know, I, I could sit down and make a business plan, but then like when I'm trying to do the numbers, I'm thinking like, yeah. damn, like. Like, I don't know how much yeah. uh, uh, tequila sunrise would be. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know how I many I would sell. And yeah, how do and I all, calculate that? It's all like, predicting. Yeah, okay. It's kind of, uh, you're kind of BSing in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing's direct, nothing's right. exact. Because, it's kind of rough estimate. Yeah, yeah. But it has to make sense. Right. That's number one. It has to make sense. You got to be confident about the numbers that you're putting into uh -huh. your business plan. Um, even if you know it's kind of like not really on par what's going on, but mm -hmm. it has to be close and you have to be confident about right. it. You have to own it. Right. And what, what I've been learning, maybe like, well, maybe not right now, but I was thinking about like, oh, you can do a little research and development. If you're trying to start a, yeah. uh, like a bar or something, yeah. go around and see how much drinks is at other bars yeah. to kind of get your well, numbers from there. That's the and key. That, and that's what I, that's I started key. thinking about. It. I was like, oh, that actually kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's the key, researching. Mm. You have to do your research. You you have, and you can network at the same yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah. That builds a confidence. That builds a passion because the more you research, the more you learn about Okay, I have this concept, but what can I tweak to make it even more kind of real? Mm -hmm. So you, by researching, you see like, oh, that doesn't, that's not gonna work. Mm -hmm. Let me tweak this. Right. And the more you start tweaking, you start realizing like, wow, this sounds even more exciting. Yeah. Uh, I can really do this. Wow. Okay. This was my original concept, but it was kind of too vague. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting more specific right. because of all the research I'm doing. Wow. Okay. And not just by going out to other places, doing, looking at, at the internet, you know, webinars, joining seminars with successful CEOs um, who are retired mm -hmm. and successfully retired. Right. Those are people you want to learn from. Okay. Because they've been around and they, they've seen the way things are. They'll get you to where you need to be to start. Right. You know, also meeting people, city officials who are business friendly, uh -huh. who are there to help businesses open up and, and be part of the city. And go, the you go to city hall, like you go to city yeah, hall, city hall researching, yeah, yeah okay. business development, people who are under that. Um, and also by networking with other business owners mm -hmm. and getting to know who they use as their network. Wow. Okay. Get them to start, you know, that's a big thing. You have to, again, going back to networking, you mm -hmm. have to build your network, right? You have to have those people behind you where you can ask a question, not necessarily they're not your mentor, but they're there for you no matter for one or two questions that's going to get you somewhere else. Right. You know, um, that's very important, you know, having, of course, you know, with the city officials, you have to, of course, look online, mm -hmm. ask questions to others, and even just like be bold enough to go in there and ask a question. Right. You know, huh. just go and ask a question that's very serious, makes a lot of sense. And, bring out the passion it's one of the things listen. stepping out your uh, shell like we were talking exactly. about earlier yeah yeah. Th yeah definitely about when to do it and when not to do it yeah. so yeah huh. 
You know, okay. you, have, you have to sell. You have to right. be a salesman <laughs> yeah, to get your man. concept to get that money to start off. Right. And, get, the, and get people to see your vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, Another avenue real quick is uh, SBA loan. We, we did an SBA loan to open Alomar. Um, of course, we had a small amount of investors, mm-hmm. family and friends. But wow. SBA loan huh. was really important wow. to get. Um, it still is to this day. You know, it, it's a good way. It's not going. You have to go through the bank first, but mm-hmm. it's getting money from the government to help. Hmm. because it's very hard, especially for a restaurant, to get the bank to actually loan you money huh. from their company I'm, because it's so risky. Yeah. It's the riskiest industry there is. Man, I'm so glad you said that because, like, people don't know about these type of loans that they yeah. can just go out and grab. Yeah. Like, yeah, get your paperwork in order, but then go out and grab they're these there, loans, yeah. and, and they're out there for everybody. Yeah. So, I Crowdfunding think, grants, too, are very important, hmm. and that's still researching. You know, grants through the city. They have different grants that are out there that you don't know about. You right. have to research in order to find out about it. Things that are meant for people of our community. Right. People of color. You know, women. Uh, th- mm. There's so many different grants out there. Especially they Oakland. They really yeah. are, like, uh, forefront exactly. on, like, helping people of color. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, yeah, man. That's, that's crazy. Like, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's really what a lot of people are not realizing like man there's money out there you just gotta there is research gotta, on how to yeah. go get it you know gotta what i mean find it. gotta and, find it it's not just, gonna come to you right you know right unless you're somebody who's well known once you start getting like once you build a first concept mm-hmm. um and you get really popular people know you you build a brand building a brand is very key then you start getting to that point where people want to come to you and be like i'll give you this amount of money let's start something else let's right. do this or i want to hear what you want to do right you know, but to come to that first place, open up where nobody knows you. Yeah. You have to get yourself out there. Yeah. You know, uh, you have to take the risk, you know. Right. Um, and it's always going to be risky from there. But that first risk you take from that first venture mm-hmm. is definitely the riskiest. Yeah. And it's definitely the most rewarding because you, you build a story. You build a journey for uh. yourself. Something you can go back to and tell your kids or friends and family right. and mentees that I came from nothing. And look where I'm at now. There were right. struggles along the way, but there was a lot of blessings right. too, and we made it. And yeah. it sounds like you're just enjoying the journey right now. Yeah. It's like, and it'll be a great, it's gonna be a great story to tell later on. Yeah. Like, that's great, man. That's so. one thing I never forgot. Like, even through the hard times, being grateful for the situation you're in and the right. point you're in in your life, because a lot of people, especially a lot of brothers like us and sisters, don't get to own our own business. Yeah. It's very hard to, for us. There's a lot of obstacles for that. Being black. You know in this in this country but when you get to that point you have to be humble and really be grateful every day mm-hmm. for, for what you have and that gets you far because that gets you thinking like i'm so grateful for this i have to keep fighting and keep pushing for this right you can't just sit back and like just, yeah and just let it go you know yeah so so okay so we, we we touched a little bit on about the financial so is there any like uh civic or like legal like things we need to know before definitely. we jump in the field definitely you have to have a good lawyer, man. You have to have people behind you that can fight for you uh, no matter what because there's so many liability issues uh-huh. out there, especially for restaurants, you know, because you're providing something that people are ingesting. Right. So there's a lot of things that can go on. Huh. That's crazy. I yeah. know there's a lot of, like, obstacles you got to jump through. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of insurance and stuff like that you need. Um, I would, one advice I would do, one research we did um, when we started Alamo is finding firms that are actually doing pro bono work mm-hmm. for people of color or anything like that that are just, they want to help. They want to give free advice or free mm-hmm. kind of oh, wow, hours. Huh. They're, they're out there. Yeah, okay. You know, they're, I didn't kind of, think about Some that. of them have to do it, mm-hmm. in, depending on, on where they're at throughout the years as a lawyer. Uh-huh. Um, so they're out there. You have to find them, though. 
they're not out there to tell you I'm doing this for pro right. bono. You have to find those people. And they're yeah. there to help you. Get to <laughs> Guys, got to do your research. Yeah. Got to do yeah. your research. Got to do the research. Yeah. Always. Huh. You can't expect everything to come to you. You have to get out there and, and fight for it. Huh. That makes, that make, I mean, it makes total sense. It's crazy because it's so simple. Yeah. But people make it so much harder. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I am a victim of that. Yeah. I used to make it so much harder on myself. Like, even before, like, doing this uh, uh, podcast uh, YouTube, um, it's like I I need to get everything perfect. I need to make sure all yeah. my eyes are dotted and my T's are crossed. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like no man, you can just kind of do it. Just kind of do the research. Definitely. Come ready, but it's it's simpler than you think. Yeah, simpler than you think. So yeah, Definitely. man. So I'm so glad. Chip on your shoulder. Yeah, always always go back to that. Always go back to that. Um, so I like so I know so you're from New York. Uh, yeah. and like I said, it's you could. You could open up a restaurant in New York. I'm pretty sure in New York, like you said, it's, it's the number one mecca. So, like, yeah, yeah. why open up a restaurant in the Bay Area, specifically Oakland? Yeah. It's just the love for the, for the Bay Area, man. Like, just, it's just such a different feeling being out here. Um, the diversity is part of it. The community, the way people really come to support you because mm-hmm. you're part of that community. Um, but you have to be there for them. Like, you have to show love for your community. You have to keep building community. And they're there for you. Like, right. for example, we're in a pandemic right now. And if it wasn't for my community and all the good things we have done throughout mm-hmm. the years, we wouldn't be able to survive. Right. You know, even like Soda Mesa, we opened nine days before the first shutdown. But we're still here. Right. We still have the lights on. We still can do things. We still have uh, Alamar to kind of back us if we need to. Um, I'm here. I'm over there. I'm running around. Mm-hmm. And my community has come up for me and has supported me and has kept us alive right you know when we do specials they'll come out there and buy um when we did charity work they're there to help us out people volunteered when we were doing meals for the homeless and for laid off restaurant workers mm-hmm. with the initiative people were calling us up like we love you guys we we love what you've done throughout the years you you have brought uh, something special to oakland mm-hmm. we want to be there for you right like that's the greatest feeling in the world man yeah it there's is, nothing it like is. that yeah you know, like, nothing like have people back. have you yeah. back um even as a restaurant owner, like it's it's amazing, hmm. and that's the special thing about the Bay Area. People are here, really here to help. That's, they they want to keep it community oriented, you know. They don't want to change. Man. I, I, that's what's up, man. That's really great to hear. Like, and I know you just mentioned it a little bit, but can you touch a little bit more about like your uh, your charitable charitable yeah. work? Of course, of course. Um, one big thing that was important to us uh, was Lee Initiative. Mm-hmm. Partnered up with them, started by Chef Edward Lee out of New Orleans. He and we represented the whole Bay Area. It was really cool. They chose us out of everyone else wow. and only one restaurant to do this. We were feeding uh, people in the industry who were laid off because mm-hmm. of the pandemic uh, 300 meals per day. Mm-hmm. Um, but not just meals. We were also giving home essentials. Mm-hmm. Toilet paper, which was always running out. Oh, yeah. Water, coffee. <laughs> I don't know how y'all Start, got some. I yeah. couldn't even get none. It was cool. Just people donating to us. Huh, like There dang. was all these companies just donating, yeah. wanted to help. That's what's up. Wanted to help people in the restaurant industry. That really meant a lot to me because I love this industry to death. Like, you know, it came from that one moment as a hobby and a drunken night. And it's the thing I love the most in this world. You know, I've gone burns and cuts and gone through some crazy stuff in this business. Right. And I'm still here and I still love it to this day. Every time I walk in here or Alomar, I'm like a kid in a candy store. (laughs) So it's like something new you can probably do or find or make you excited. Always being grateful, man. 
yeah. those situations. Not a lot of us can be in that situation. Right. So always being grateful and always giving back. Right. Because you're so grateful. And that, that's very important to us. Right. You know, we're also doing World Central Kitchen right now. Um, and big shout out to East Oakland Collective, mm-hmm. nonprofit out of East Oakland. Um, you know, born here in Oakland. They were all raised here and, and they're giving back to their city, mm-hmm. to their town. Um, so we're feeding uh, people who are needy in that neighborhood. Okay. You know, families who are low income, who not lost their jobs or just not getting enough mm-hmm. to feed their families. We're doing hot meals for them. You know, yeah. about 150 meals. And other restaurants are doing that too. too. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's what's up. It sounds like that's where you get a lot of your motivation from. Like, yeah. just like being able to do stuff like that. Like yeah. Give back and. Yeah, people just, see that. And then right. they want to support you even more. Right. Even like with the Lee Initiative thing, there was people who were laid off who we gave a meal to. And they'll come in the weekend and buy a meal from us. Wow. To support us. Just, you know, right. Like, it's that community oriented yeah. aspect of it. Of the bear that's so different. New York's very cutthroat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big city with small fish in a pond, big pond in a big ocean, actually. And people are just eating you up because right. you're trying to survive. Survive mm-hmm. with the fittest <laughs> out there, you know. Um, but here is all about community. Right. That's, that's what's special about here. And that's why I always am about this town and will always fight for this town. Still love my New York, you know, background and everything, mm-hmm. but this is my home. Right. And this is the people I want to help. And especially being a black man to show us and our community that we can make it that's what's up staying positive and keep fighting keep going for the movement is when we do that they can't stop us (laughs) man i feel you um so so we talked a little bit about covid so like this thing just came up on us out of out of nowhere and overnight everybody's business and like i said like when I I can't I was here the first day when you guys opened and then a week later it, you know what I mean everything was shut down so yeah. like what did you got what are you guys doing now to kind of like pivot the business to keep it you know what I mean going yeah um, yeah can you, can you touch on a little of bit course, about of that of course yeah we're just doing different things we're we're throwing a lot of darts on the on the board and hmm. see what sticks we're doing a lot of uh, virtual events okay. that have been really popular cocktail kits we're we're selling uh, food kits to meal kits. That people can cook with us. Okay. We'll make a cocktail with Sade, who's our head mixologist. Um, that's what really dope. You know, doing these, like, company holiday parties. Right. They were just doing that with us. Um, families just... The other day we did... Uh, Sade did one with uh, these four, five girls who were just good, really good friends, grew up together, wanted to do something fun and different. Oh, wow. And learned how to make two cocktails and speak to Sade, wow. learn stories. And kind of like what we're doing, right. you know? Right. But with a drink in our hands. <laughs> <laughs> And being very interactive and hands-on, that's really been rewarding for us. Right. Like still bringing sobre mesa to people's homes and making them feel like they're here, but you know, safe in their homes right. and having fun. Right. With something unique. Uh, we're selling some meals and some items uh, from sobre mesa at, at Alamar too, because mm-hmm. Alamar is doing really well with takeout. We've been around for years, so mm-hmm. people know us. <laughs> yeah. This is the new baby, so yeah. it, we have followers, but not as much yeah. as Alamar. So. Um, we're selling things out of here over there to okay. get some revenue as right. much as we can to keep afloat. Right. You know, and we're still doing charity work, mm-hmm. still doing meals for East Oakland Collective, for Central Kitchen, just doing as much as we can. Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, what advice would you give? Uh, you know, what I mean, a business uh, right now that's kind of, uh, yeah. you know, what I mean, like that's kind of struggling right now, like during during these times. Yeah. Biggest advice is adapt adapt to what's going on you know don't be stubborn if if you create a concept a certain way 
you have to be open-minded to have to change and tweak it, mm-hmm. you know, um, because you just never know. You have to keep going out there and try to just throw things out and just see what sticks, right. see what happens. You got to keep fighting. You can't just kind of give up and be like, no, this is, this is not happening. Yeah. I'm just going to quit. Um, this is our livelihoods. It, it takes a lot to open a business. It takes a lot of sacrifices. So because of those sacrifices, you have to keep sacrificing fighting more. Mm-hmm. You know, so biggest advice is learn to adapt, pivot as much as you can. Still keep the heart of your concept alive, but it's like changing clothes. You're still that same person, but you're changing your shirt, you're right. changing your pants. It's tweaking the concept, you know, mm-hmm. to what's going on in the world. If you weren't used to takeout, do takeout. Change your menu, mm-hmm. you know, change your menu to what's popular for that, but still tells people who you are, tells your story, and it'll keep you going. Just keep fighting until there's no that time where we can yeah. open up again and everything will be at least semi-normal, you know. Um, doing meal kits, like try things that you never tried before that can work to your advantage. Right. You know? Speaking of the meal kits and the cocktail cakes, how can somebody access that or... So you can access that going through our website, sodermensaoakland.com. Uh, we have a Square online store link for that. Mm. Also, big shout out to Feastin, uh, this great company started by restaurant owners who are doing delivery um, all over the Bay Area. So you can actually get a Sodermensa cocktail or meal kit all the way down to Brentwood Damn. or Santa Cruz. Crazy, huh? That's how cool huh. it is. You know, it was, it's, it's broader compared to like DoorDash and all that, which is a certain radius. Um, you know, check us out on Instagram, see what else we're doing It's new. We're all doing these cool subscriptions. We're starting a subscription model in February mm-hmm. where you can pay a fee every month and get these cool gifts from us. Okay. Cocktails, tasting flights, uh, virtual events. You get a playlist from DC is chilling. My boy, <laughs> um, directed from him. Shout out DC is chilling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like really cool things, some swag from Sword Mesa and from the actual spirits that we're featuring. We're going to feature a lot of black-owned distilleries, mm-hmm. wineries, everything, you know, just things of people of color. Right. Um, we want to represent that. We want to keep representing that because it's very important nowadays that we're, we're out here with running businesses that are successful and are sexy and chic, and we want to bring that to people. Man. You know? Hey, Chef, man, you've been an inspiration to me. Thank you. Uh, I know you will be an inspiration to everybody that you talk to and touch, my man. Um Big shout out to you. Uh, you. So you said you're doing a lot of takeout right now. Yeah. So uh, uh, just let the people know where yeah. they can come, you know, grab Definitely. some of this sober mess of food and Alamar food. Yeah, Alamar, Oakland, mm-hmm. 100 Grand Avenue, corner of Grand Valdez. Uh, check us out. You can come to us um, to order or you can order through DoorDash, Grubhub or a Square Online store, uh, which is really popular right there, mm-hmm. too. We're doing some cool kits, OXO meal kits for families. Mm-hmm. Uh, or big seafood boards. Oxtails. You know about those. Right? I know about the oxtails, man. <laughs> and your favorite of the wings. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like, I love uh, We have those available. Just doing cool things that we can bring, right. you know, our place to yours. Right. At your house. Um, it, it's It's been something that's really rewarding for us to do, you know, and people have been supporting us, man. Mm. We appreciate it. So. Yeah. I mean, appreciate you, Chef Now, man. Thank so, you. Uh, thank you, man, and hope to have you on soon. Definitely, definitely. And big ups to you guys. Tapping is amazing. I'm really honored to be part of this show, be the first one on the show. Yeah, man. And to bring it here it's at big. La Sala and, yeah. and Sword Mesa. A lot more to come. And look out for a big announcement real soon in a couple okay. of weeks of what I'm doing. Um, it's something really big. Cool. Uh, something that's 
very unique. So really, really proud of it. Cool, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, tapping in with you yeah. again, my man. So again, oh, yeah. thanks for being on and looking forward to seeing you again. Definitely, brother. Definitely, brother. Appreciate you. Yes, sir.